Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I am your co host, Lucia Julio. And I'm Janet, calling it in from Toronto. Thank you, Janet. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the 1999 blockbuster, The Matrix. But first, we do have to address something from our previous episode, The Hunger Games. Yeah, so I'm just going to take this away uh, from here because I specifically was... I felt that I was somewhat reductive of Gary Ross, who was the director of The Hunger Games. I felt like we kind of didn't show him the proper love on our last podcast because uh, we didn't talk enough about his accomplishments. <laughs> we almost questioned his authority on the movie and so I just wanted to say a couple of things about his work. Gary Ross is actually very accomplished. Gary Ross, if you're listening to this, sometimes we make mistakes here at Repodcasting, but we always own them. So uh, I just want to go through um, some of his work. So he wrote and directed Pleasantville, which is a 1998 movie. Tobey Maguire was in it, Reese Witherspoon. It had kind of like an all-star cast. He also wrote and directed Seabiscuit. He co-wrote the movie Big back in 1988, the Tom Hanks movie, which was huge. That's kind of a big deal that he did that. And he also wrote a 1993 movie called Dave. Kevin Kline was in it. It was like an American political sort of movie. He's been nominated for four Oscars. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff. And he also wrote and produced an animated movie. The Tale of Desperado. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, again, like, Gary Ross, we apologize. And if you ever want to be one of our guests on <laughs> repodcasting, in fact, if you would love to be our first celebrity guest, we would be totally down with that. So Yes, we would be honored, and we're sorry we didn't know what you had done. <laughs> we're sorry. But now we've remedied that, so we can move on. Okay, excellent. So we'll move on to The Matrix. (laughs) So um, I first saw it in 1999, not long after it had come out, um, in a tiny little dorm room on a tiny little computer screen with like 15 people. (laughs) Um, Not the best way to see this effects-driven movie. But even then, I remember thinking that it was pretty cool. And it's not my style of movie, so even just me liking it at all is a pretty big accomplishment. And Janet, you mentioned that you had never seen it. Yeah, I was going to ask you why you picked this movie, but you just answered that. So yeah, I had never seen this. I completely missed this when it came out. And now after watching it, I understand why this wouldn't have been my, my thing. And it wasn't even my thing now either. (laughs) Like full disclosure, I did not like this movie. And I'm probably the only person on the planet. This movie is considered one of the most original films in cinematic history. Like, I've read this over and over again in my research. And I get it in terms of the special effects. 
Like, I'm sure back in 1999, this movie blew everybody's mind. It was so groundbreaking and advanced in terms of visual effects. Maybe it's from, like, watching it now, and we're so used to, like, such visual effects that I didn't, like, really, I don't know. Yeah, but while watching it now, you were thinking... Like, you were cognizant of the fact that it's a 20-year-old movie. It didn't impress you at all, the effects? Totally. And I'm, like, that's what I'm saying, is that, you know, for the time period, like, the fact that it is almost 20 years old, I get why it blew everyone's mind back then, totally. Uh, I don't know, I just didn't, uh, I didn't really care for it, but we'll get into that. (laughs) Okay. uh, I I never liked the movies. I'm always the Debbie Downer here. (laughs) Wah, wah. Um, okay, well, I did choose it because I hadn't seen it since that one time in 1999, and I don't think Keanu Reeves is a good actor. I don't think that's a groundbreaking hot take or anything. I think a lot of people feel that way. And I do remember at the time thinking like, yeah, he's a bad actor, but he kind of fits this role and whatever. So I was totally expecting to watch it and hate it and think it was silly and whatever, but I liked it even more than the first time, I have to say. Really? I did. Agree on one thing: Keanu Reeves is not a good actor, <laughs> and that's yeah. why I wanted to replace him. <laughs> yeah, but also we should also talk about the fact that when you chose this movie, and I started doing a little bit of research, I started reading about the fact that this movie is actually getting a relaunch. Yes, it's in development right now, which you didn't know about. I certainly didn't know about either. I hadn't heard about it yet. And then we were kind of like, okay, let's totally recast this for the so-called reboot, even though they're not technically calling it that. Um, so the guy that's supposed to be writing it, his name is Zach Penn, and right now he's attached to write the screenplay. Okay. The most recent thing that he did, he just adapted Ready Player One oh, yeah. to screen, which was like made a shit ton of money it just came out like what two months ago or whatever yeah pretty recently so it's in development right now there's no script or anything like that but but hopefully whoever gets hired as the casting director for this movie listens to our podcast and maybe even picks some of our choices well the publication or whoever who broke the story was the hollywood reporter last year and initially when the story came out they said that michael Jordan, or as we call him here at Repodcasting, Michael Bay Jordan, because he's such a Bay, Um, uh, that he's attached. But you know what? That could be like even the studio just putting that out to kind of get people interested and hyped about it. You know what I mean? That is a good pick, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's not official. As you said, we're going to recast this and hopefully someone... (laughs) In the movie sphere is listening to this and yeah, spread the word if you like our choices. <laughs> okay, uh, should we talk box office? Definitely. Okay, so this was huge. <laughs> uh, it came out in March 1999, and back then March was typically like a kind of a slow period for mm-hmm. movies to come out, but. It made $463 million globally. That's huge. Against a budget of $60 million. Yeah. But 
again, like 20 years ago, $60 million was a massive undertaking. It was, for sure. But I also read that part of the reason that they filmed the movie in Australia was to save money. Yeah. I read that if they had made the same movie all in the U.S., it would have been $180 million. So, you know, they were able to chop their budget by a third. Yeah. So it, it certainly did very well. Yeah. Yeah, it made a crap ton of movie of yeah. money, I mean. <laughs> and critically and commercially, because from yeah. everything that I've read, like, critics loved it. It was such a groundbreaking, innovative kind of movie. Yeah, for me, I have to say, like, I knew I was watching a 20-year-old movie, but I still felt that the special effects looked really good for today. Like you were mentioning, now you see it much more frequently, but even so, I still felt that they looked good. Yeah, see, to me, watching it, I was like, I felt like I was watching an old movie. I really? Okay. You know what it is? I feel like movies nowadays, and I, it's probably not, it's not fair to compare it to movies now, right? It's 20 years later, like, so much has changed yeah. in, in terms of visual effects. Things are so advanced. But, like, I did feel like I was watching an old movie. Movies now are very slick looking. Uh, but that whole bullet time yeah. thing that like the that's the really movie. cool <laughs> what's that yeah it's cool it is and i get now where like i loved you know the charlie's angels movies like with mm -hmm. drew barrymore and lucy lou like initially when those movies came out i had not seen the matrix <laughs> so now i know where all of that came from yeah. and you know everything that i read in terms of research said that it changed like how movies were made it had such an influence yeah so i get it i get it <laughs> i just didn't i don't know i just didn't i was like i'm not feeling this movie but by mid 2002 that bullet time sequence had been spoofed in over 20 movies so oh, that's yeah, like, like even, three years later <laughs> yeah like even the scream remember the scream oh yes <laughs> no not scream was it? it is oh no no the one uh scary movie that's it. Yeah. yeah. I remember it from that, but I really yeah. remember it from Charlie's Angel. Okay, so the synopsis of the movie is a computer hacker learns from mysterious rebels about the true nature of his reality and his role in the war against its controllers. Um, yeah, that it's a hard movie to summarize. It really is. Yeah, it was just, yeah, go on. No, I'll get into it. I don't want to, like, dominate the conversation just yet. Okay, no worries. Just yet. Oh, okay. Can't wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to start with the, uh, my recasting choices. So Keanu Reeves, one thing that struck me while watching it is he looks like such a baby, you know? He looks so yeah. little. <laughs> yeah, well, he was 20 years younger. Yeah, but... but he was still 35. Like, he wasn't that young. Um, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was 35 oh, years old. okay. See, I didn't check to see how old he was. when the... I thought 35. Yeah, he... He looked young because I thought he was like in his early 20s watching it. Yeah, he did look young for sure. And so I actually, I looked up his age because the person I wanted to cast, I was worried was like way too old, but he's about the same age as Keanu Reeves was then. So um, I picked Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like, actually, it's funny. About 15 minutes into the movie, more or less, I had everybody cast. And for the rest of the movie, I could see the people that I picked in it perfectly. And so I couldn't imagine anyone else. So yeah, once Joseph Gordon-Levitt popped into my head, that was it. I thought he'd be so great. It has to be somebody who's fit, but 
kind of slight, more unassuming, I felt. I think he'd be really good at it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is 37, so he's a little older, but he also does look young for his age. Oh, yeah, he's definitely got a baby face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. He's, I think he's got, like, he's definitely got, like, the physical ability, I think, to pull off a movie, like, that kind of role, right? Yes, absolutely. And he's a good actor, so, you know, where... Oh, yeah, he is. Where you see, like, in the first half of the movie, Keanu Reeves speaks 80 lines, and 44 of them are him asking a question. Like, it's literally just one line here and there. And then at the end of the movie, he does, like, a little speech that's five lines long, and that is the longest sequence of dialogue that he has in the entire movie. And I bet that that's not necessarily how it was written 100%. Like, I would imagine that they might have had to (laughs) reduce it a bit for him. (laughs) So I feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt could do a lot more with it. I think so, definitely. Yeah. He's There's no question that he's a better actor. Wow, yeah. Okay, and then uh, moving on to Lawrence Fishburne, who played Morpheus. Um, he's actually only a few years older than Keanu Reeves. And okay. yeah, but I felt that the role is more like he's in a way like a father figure and everybody looks up to him. And so I thought it would be good to have somebody a little bit older. So I actually... Even though I don't like him and I don't want to cast him, I thought he'd be perfect. Um, I picked Will Smith. <laughs> ah. Yeah. You know what's really interesting about that? Oh, what? I don't know if you saw in your... Um, yes, I saw that after, that Will Smith had been a Will, prospect for Neo. Yeah, he actually turned it down. Yeah. And, and do you know why he turned it down? Well, I read that he said he didn't think he was mature enough of an actor to do it. That's true. But also, it's because he turned it down to star in Wild Wild West. Oh, okay. <laughs> Talk about mistakes. <laughs> but you know what? I actually, I don't know if I could see him in that role. I don't know if I could envision him in that role. As know. Neo or Morpheus? As Neo. Yeah, I can't really either. I but I, I can you know see, him see him today as Morpheus. I could see him as Morpheus. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think he would actually do very well in that role. And then for Trinity, played by Carrie Ann Moss, uh I thought Zoe Kravitz would be really cool in that role. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I think she's kind of a badass and uh yeah, she's she been did. in uh the Divergent series and and Fantastic Beasts. I just found that out. I didn't know. You haven't seen that movie yet? No. <laughs> I'm sure Why? I will. I don't What's know. What's wrong with you? I just haven't. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm, that's going on your movie list. I. That's what I was about to say. Feel free to add it to the list. <laughs> I'm a bit disgusted with you oh, right now. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. But was it good? It just, it's like, I know it's technically canon, but it doesn't seem yeah. like it has the same. Do you like the Harry Potter movies? A lot. I do. Then you're going to like the Fantastic Beasts. Okay. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Come on. It'll go on my list. No problem. And then for uh, Agent Smith, who was played by Hugo Weaving. Um, yeah. Oh, before you say, did you know who Hugo Weaving was? I didn't even, like, I'd heard of him. But right. But I, I had to, like, totally Google this guy because... I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. Yeah, I just knew the name as well, and I didn't Google him. I probably should have. Um, He's probably been in other things I've seen, but I don't know. He actually, it was so crazy throughout the movie, he looks so, so, so much to me like the comedian Paul Shear. I don't know if you know who that is. No, I don't know. 
he's done a lot of like little things. You probably haven't seen him, but yeah. it's crazy how much they look alike. But I didn't pick Paul Shear. <laughs> I picked Will Arnett. What? Yeah, from Arrested <laughs> Development. He's wait, Lego wait, Batman. Wait, wait, wait. You, you picked oh Will Arnett. Oh my God! You know what? When you said Will Arnett, do you know who I thought of? No. I thought of that. Who's that guy that's on Last Man in the World? Oh, Will Forte. <laughs> no, not I Will Forte. Him, and I was about to hang up this phone. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. As much as I love Will Forte, that is not who I picked for this role. <laughs> um, no, I think Will Arnett would be so perfect. I read that Hugo Weaving was trying to do like a 50s newscaster type of voice in this, and I he nailed it, I think. But I would love to hear Will Arnett's voice in that role. Thanks. Yay. Will Arnett, yeah, he would be really, I didn't even think of him, to be honest, but yeah, I think he would have, he would kill that role, mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. Yay! I know, I was really excited about this one, because this was the first time where, like, everybody came to me really fast, and then I could picture them, so I think I really nailed it, so uh, hopefully some Hollywood execs are listening. Either that, or you're just, you're just getting better at <laughs> recasting, because, like, because I'm afraid of your reaction. No, uh, you're not. We're not supposed to agree. <laughs> you're gonna hate all of my casting. Oh, I'm okay. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Um, is there? Do you want to say anything else, or do you want me to get started? No, feel free to get started. Okay. So for Neo, which I didn't even realize spelled one. Yes. Duh, like, <laughs> Googling. So another little fun fact about the Neo role, the Wachowskis, their first choice was Johnny Depp. Yeah, I heard that. For the role. That's really yeah, crazy. There I were quite a I lot of interesting other choices for Neo. I have a few. Yeah, I couldn't see Johnny Depp, like, in this role. No, me neither. Um, Not at all. Yeah, the other ones were Brad Pitt and Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. See, I could have seen Brad Pitt doing this. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I None of those seem like it. action stars. Like, he does flips and stuff. <laughs> I think he could have done it. And apparently Nicolas Cage turned it down as Yeah. Well. And also um, Ewan McGregor turned it down uh, for oh, Star I Wars. I didn't hear about him, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, because yeah. he was filming Star Wars Episode One, which, like, that kind of makes me laugh, too, because that movie is critically panned, but it made a billion dollars, literally. A billion. Yeah, but you know what? was actually one of the best things yeah absolutely in, like those in those star wars movies yeah for, for sure. sure um okay so my choice for neo i really flipped the switch on this one i actually cast a female oh nice to be neo because you know what i kept thinking like if it's a remake i would rather see like a woman in yeah, the role totally. i think that would be like a really interesting take on it and if they want to like make it really fresh and you know relaunch it and make it something totally different i thought that would be a cool direction to take it in so i selected now remember this is my dream cast because like <laughs> this probably wouldn't happen because she's already attached to a franchise but i picked daisy ridley oh nice yeah, yeah. she'd be great who is in the star wars movies who probably like would never do this because 
Yeah. Although she's probably done filming, no? Have they not already filmed the third one? Yeah, they have, but she's so like she's so attached now, I think, to that that you know, maybe people would have a hard time seeing her in a different role. But That's fair. I would like I think she'd be great in it. I think she mm-hmm. certainly has like she's a badass. Yeah. as we've seen, right? It's because it is, it's a physical role. For sure. Uh, so she could totally do it. She's definitely a better actor. <laughs> what do you like, mean? She, <laughs> uh, like, she has the screen presence, I oh, think, yeah. and the acting chops to pull off this role. Yeah. So I think she could totally do it. But I also, it was between her and I also thought of Amelia Clark, who plays oh, yeah. uh, Daenerys Targaryen on Game of Thrones, but she's also in the new Solo movie. Yes. Do you, you know who she is, right? Uh, I do, um, because you made me watch Me Before You, and we'll talk about that later. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, so... She was my second choice, but initially I thought Daisy Ridley, like, I would yeah. love to see her as Neo. I think she would just, like, kill it. So then, for the Morpheus role, I picked Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he just makes everything better. Yeah, why didn't I think of Idris Elba? I could totally see, he was actually the very first person who came into my mind because he's got like the physicality for Mm -hmm. the role right he's got so much like charisma and screen presence Mm -hmm. and I could totally see him as like that wise person like that mentor I think he could really pull it off and he's just such an amazing actor period I'm really mad Um, that I didn't think of him I like I went through quite a few different people before I because I had thought of Will Smith, but I didn't really want to put him in it. And so I was trying to think of other people, and I can't believe Idris Elba didn't come into my head. Yeah, he's great. And he's, like, he's about the right age, I think. Like, he, in real life, he's 45. Yeah. But he doesn't look 45. No, no, he doesn't. But I think also, 45 is fine. He doesn't look 45, but he also doesn't look too young for the role either. Like, I think you could buy him as... And he's Idris Elba, like, who <laughs> wouldn't want to see him? Yeah. And then... You know, with me, I always take into consideration, like, how I think these characters will play off one another, like the, the chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think he'd have good chemistry with, with Daisy Ridley. Yeah, I think so, too. in my opinion, this new version of The Matrix should happen in London. Like, it should be, like, futuristic London. That's yeah. why I chose, like, mostly British actors. <laughs> Nice. I think that would be cool. Um, okay, for the role of Trinity, again, I flipped the switch, <laughs> and I cast a male in that okay. role. I cast Dev Patel. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> so I love Dev Patel. Yeah. I am a huge, huge Dev Patel fan, and I do not think that he gets enough love mm-hmm. ever. I think he should be a much bigger star than he is. But I would love to see him in that role, because why can't it be? I mean, if Neo's a female, Trinity can totally be a male. Why sure. not? Um, again, it's like a very physical role. That's I what think I was Dev just thinking. Patel Sorry? That's what I was just thinking. Is he? I haven't seen him do any kind of action, really. He has. Oh. In the last Airbender. Ah, uh, yes, I did not see that. See. <laughs> um, it's like an. I think it's from 2010. Mm-hmm. It didn't do well. No, no, it didn't. The, <laughs> yeah, it tanked at the box office. 
but he could do it. Okay. I mean, he did it in, in that movie. He did all the martial arts and everything. So uh-huh. I think he could do it. He's, I think he could pull off, like, the physical aspect of it. Um, in terms of acting, he's definitely got the acting ability to do um, – like a more vulnerable kind of, of role romantically. Mm-hmm. Like For I'd sure. love to see that chemistry between him and Daisy Ridley. Like I think, I, first of all, I think they would look really good together on screen. I mean, I don't know if they'd have chemistry or not, but I think they would look good together and they're about the same age. So I think it would be believable. I agree. And, I think they would look really good together. Yeah. And in the, in the original Matrix, like Trinity, part of the Oracle tells her that she's going to like, the one is going to be the one she falls in love with or something. Yes. Wasn't that it or something? I don't know. And like, I think Dev Patel can totally like do that whole romantic lead. Like I would believe him in that role for sure. I like it. Yeah, I did too. And uh, for Agent Smith, again, I flipped the switch on that one. I cast a female in okay. that role, and I cast Angelina Jolie oh. as Agent Smith. Because you know what? I would love to see her in a role like that. I think she plays that intense sort of mm-hmm. energy, like that villainous role. I think she could really kill a role like that. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Wanted that she did with James McAvoy. I saw the first half. Um, you know, it's an action sort of film. She, I think she plays that intense energy. I think she has the ability to play that really, really well. Yeah. In Maleficent, you totally believe her as that evil queen, right? Like, okay. she can go to those darker places. So, I feel like she would have made a really intense kind of Agent Smith. And she has done a lot of action where she's been a badass. So, yeah. physically, like, I think she could have done it. And wouldn't you love to see a fight scene between Idris Elba and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I would love that. Like, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. She, she would be kicking his ass, and it would be believable <laughs> that she could kick his ass. Yes. Like, I would believe it. She's just got, like, a very dynamic sort of screen presence. Right? Okay. How old I is Angelina Jolie? She's 40 or 41, I think. She's oh, okay. 40s, I, I thought she was she, older. No, she, I think she looks pretty good. So, and also, like, having a female in that role, I think she would just bring, like, a different dynamic to it. So yeah. It would be interesting to see that sort of chemistry between her, Idris Elba, and even Daisy Ridley. Like, I could see her fighting yeah. Daisy Ridley. Like, the two of them going head to head. That would be cool. Nice. So, yeah, those were, were my picks. I like it. That's You went in some really interesting directions, but really good. I, I'm well, down. I, I thought, you know, <laughs> they're making a reboot you want it to be fresh right yeah because i think too many people are so attached yes to the original it's one of those movies that people loved it so much Mm -hmm. that i think if they do make a reboot or they relaunch the whole thing that a lot of people will be angry I'm sure a lot of yeah. people and, and in a way it's about it. They think it's like a really bad idea to even go there. Yes. So in order to avoid those comparisons, just really change it up. I agree. Make it super fresh. 
Yeah, they'd have to go pretty radically different just to make sure that, yeah, they're, it's not just full-on comparisons versus the original. Cool. I, I think that's really good. Yay. <laughs> we didn't even fight today. That's I know. So boring. Oh, no, it's great because we both picked, I think, really good options. <laughs> okay, so uh, quickly, the ratings. On Rotten Tomatoes, this got an 87%, which is no surprise. But on IMDb, it only has a 73, which I was a little surprised about. Oh, well, I agree with IMDb. <laughs> Well, I agree with Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. Now we can fight. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know what? I watched it and I was like, I kept asking myself while I was watching it, why am I supposed to like this movie so much? <laughs> because I know that I've had so many people over the years tell me that I needed to watch this movie. And what? Like, you haven't watched this movie yet? You're crazy. You're missing out and this and that. I've had such visceral reactions from people when I've said that I have never seen this movie. But do you and think so that it's been hyped up too much because of those kinds of reactions that it, whatever the movie is, could never have lived up to your expectations? No, I don't think so because the movie never looked interesting to me. Like I said, <laughs> when it came out 20 years ago, I remember thinking it just looked so weird and like something that I wouldn't be interested in and then yeah over the years I've had different conversations with people where they've recommended the movie and like they've just been so angry that I haven't seen this <laughs> well people are weird <laughs> almost to the point where it's like you know you have to apologize for not having watched the matrix but, like, the concept of it, like, even when I was doing the research on it, the Wachowskis, mm -hmm. they had them read, like, Keanu Reeves had to, like, read all this, all this stuff. They yes. gave all this, like, reading yeah. in order to pre prepare for the role. And even Carrie Ann Moss, she said that that was one of the things that she found almost a little bit intimidating when mm -hmm. she took the role was that she had to do, like, all this this reading because they expected the actors to be able to explain what the matrix was and what the plot was in depth. One of the things that they didn't have originally was a lot of explanations of what the matrix is. It was a studio note that said, you're going to have to put in a lot more explanations for people to get it. And I, I think the studio was right because if they had less explanations than they did, I would have been completely lost. Get it. It was just that I didn't. I wasn't excited by it, and and Keanu Reeves' performance really did nothing for me. <laughs> Do you know what I kept thinking the whole time? It's like he's this baked stoner throughout the whole movie. Like that's how he delivers his line. Oh my god! And yeah, like that's what he reminded me of. Yeah. And Maybe that's he, how he's supposed to come across. I don't know. But I've seen him in other movies, and he's basically one note, Yeah, in my opinion. Speaking of baked stoners, you know that Bill and Ted is coming back? No. Yeah. I read I that they're... I don't I've know... I've never seen that either. Oh, really? I have. I liked those. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and to me, that's where Keanu Reeves actually excels, is in that role, because that probably is him. ever seen Keanu Reeves in was he did this movie with Sandra Bullock this really oh no you saw the lake house <laughs> not speed I've seen him he was in speed right he was in speed but you're talking about the lake house aren't you yes 
Oh, God. I hated that movie so much. (laughs) But I saw Speed, too. Like, I feel like he always delivers the same performance. He does. And have you watched any of these John Wick movies that are no, out now? That, that no. That doesn't interest me. And a lot of people are saying that John Wick 2 is so good, but I just can't see myself watching them. These John Wick movies are so hyped and people seem to have these like bonkers reactions to them, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. You have to see it and this and that. And it's like, oh, Keanu Reeves is in it? Then I'm definitely not watching it. Thanks. <laughs> but no thanks. Like, he's just not... Uh, he doesn't emote. Yeah, not at all. I don't get how he even became an actor to begin with. And <laughs> what's really interesting is The Matrix, like, they made two other movies, right? Yeah. Which didn't do as well right. as the first one. Is he in all three? From what I understand, yeah. Okay. Recently, when they asked him about this relaunch or the reboot or whatever this is of the movie, they asked him if he'd be interested in, like, being a part of it at all. And he said that the only way that he would be interested in being a part of it would be if uh, the Wachowskis were involved, like if they were directing or writing it. That's the only way that he would do it. And apparently, like, they're on bad terms with Warner Brothers. And there's no way that they would ever be involved in this. But I find it hard to believe that they would relaunch this and, like, not involve them at all. Like, they they have to at least be consulted. It's so much their property. Yeah, exactly. Like, they created this. Yeah. They created the Matrix. And you know what? I think uh, it'd be nice to see Keanu Reeves as Daisy Ridley's dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, let's not do that to Daisy Ridley. Okay? Let's not make Daisy Ridley have to be in a movie with yeah. Keanu Reeves. Fair enough. Oh, I do want to mention something that I read. Legendary Hong Kong stunt coordinator Wu Ping Yuen initially refused to work on the film. He asked for an exorbitant fee, expecting that the Wachowskis would turn him down, but they didn't. They said, sure, no problem. And then he came up with another caveat, thinking that they'd say no. Um, He said he would only do the film if he had complete control of the fights and if he could train the actors for four months before they shot, thinking that that would make them say no and he'd be off the hook but they agreed and so he did it wow yeah so they really wanted him and they were right because i think the fight scenes all of them were really well done from everything that i read the movie was very physically demanding Mm -hmm. on the actors and they all hurt themselves yeah and the stunt people too two of keanu's stuntmen got really badly injured yeah roughly 20 percent of the movie is special effects that's quite a lot (laughs) And um, it was nominated for four Oscars, and it won all four that it was nominated for, which was editing, visual effects, sound, and sound editing. So yeah, it was all... All the technical stuff, yeah. Yeah, um, that makes sense. For sure. Because, again, like we've said, you know, for the time that it came out, it was groundbreaking. Yeah, definitely. And then I do have two other actors who turned down the role of Neo, who we haven't mentioned yet. One is Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, no way. Yeah, he said he turned it down because it seemed like it had too many special effects, and so I guess he thought it wouldn't be good. And then the other one is David Duchovny. Oh, see, I could see him doing really? it. Really? I can't at all. Really? Yeah, I don't know. But he turned it down to do the X-Files movie. Oh, well, that was probably a smarter choice. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. 
movie made a lot of money. I mean, it made Carrie Ann Moss's career. She admitted it herself. She's like, I was a nobody before yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. And even Keanu Reeves, I mean, people knew who he was. Yeah. But just cemented him as... A bona fide like star. A, yeah, as a movie star. He became very rich after these movies. I he bet. He got paid a lot of money. <laughs> more of a household name after doing these. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, did you not see Point Break? No, I've never seen that. Oh, that's going on your list. I love that movie. Oh, God. <laughs> it's Isn't so good. That, not the new good. one, not the remake. No, I The know. Keanu Reeves version. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't seen I, there You know what? There were a lot of movies that came out in the 90s that I just didn't watch. Okay. That were like, that were so popular, that were kind of a big deal in the 90s that I just yeah, I saw that one in theaters. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, so let's go on to our next segment. Hold me close, young Tony Danza. Woo! All right. I'm Time. such a great singer. That was beautiful. It's... No, it was awful. <laughs> I apologize to everyone who just had to listen to me. Oh, no. well it's time for our segment hold me close young tony danza where we cast tony danza into one of the roles in this movie so can i oh sorry can i just interrupt you and tell you a funny story which i actually told you already but our listeners haven't heard this okay the other day i was grocery shopping and the elton john song tiny dancer was playing in the grocery store over their system while I was grocery shopping. And I can't hear that song now without hearing Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza. Like, it doesn't even matter what the actual lyrics are. As far as I'm concerned, that's the lyric. Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza. I love it. I love that we have ruined that song for you. That's amazing. I was walking around singing to myself close, <laughs> young Tony Danza. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to let you go first on this. Um, who did you decide to cast Tony Danza as? Um, you know what? I always forget to oh. cast him. And I don't know how because I love Tony Danza. He fills my heart chakra so, <laughs> so much. So, you know what? I would like to have seen Tony Danza as Morpheus. Yay! That's who I picked too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, because Tony Danza just has that wise mm-hmm. sort of guru kind of yeah. vibe about him. You the know? the like, father could, figure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I could see Tony Danza being a mentor, like being that character, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Plus, he's ripped and he could do all the stunts. I know, right? Like, yeah. Tony Danza's in great shape. Yes, he really is. Okay. So, actually, I'm just going to throw this in, speaking of Tony Danza. Do you watch Broad City? Have you seen that? No, I haven't watched it. Okay. I wish I could put a TV show on your list because you should watch it. I don't have time to watch. I would have to quit my job and just, like, stay home and watch, you know, all these shows because there's no way I'm able to fit everything in that's on my radar. Yeah. My list is enormous and I feel like it's never going to get smaller. But Broad City is one that I have watched the whole thing of and I love it. And Tony Danza plays Abby's father in it in a couple of episodes and it made me so happy. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Well, I'm just looking forward to the show that he's doing with Josh Groban. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like, I think that's coming out in the fall. Uh, Yeah, I read it's coming out in September for my birthday. Yay! And 
I mean, I don't know about Josh Groban because the only thing that I have seen Josh Groban in is Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. <laughs> uh, have you seen that movie? Of course, many times. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's done other acting work. I can't name anything off the top of my head. That's the only thing I've seen him in. I don't know. I, I wasn't particularly moved by him in that movie or, <laughs> or by his acting skills. So I don't know. Maybe Tony Danz is going to bring out the best in Josh Groban. Yeah. So. I've seen Josh Groban in a couple episodes of Comedy Bang Bang. And he did, I mean, I don't know if this is acting really, but he would uh, sing Kanye's tweets or something like that for Jimmy Kimmel. Did you ever oh, see that? Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, and I don't listen to Josh Groban's music, so all I know of him is from comedy stuff, and he's decently funny. I don't know if this show's going to be comedic at all, but both of them could handle that, for sure. I think the show is supposed to be comedic. Okay. I hope yes. so. That'd be good. Yeah. Like I said, I hope that Tony Danza will inspire him and, like, really help him to bring his game. Yeah, I think he could. He, like we Tony said, he's Danza. that mentor type. Yes. If anyone can do it, it's Tony Danza. For sure. Okay, so quickly, we will let you know the next movie that we'll be doing for next month. Janet, this was your pick, so I'll let you state it. Yes, so the movie that we're doing for our next episode of Repodcasting is The Tourist, starring Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. So for anyone who follows our podcast, watch it. And we'll be discussing it for our next episode. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) No, I mean it. I'm really excited about this. (laughs) Because this movie needs to be recast. (laughs) I agree. Okay. And then um, if you have any movie suggestions for us, you can find us on all the social media stuff at repodcasting. Or you can email us at repodcasting at gmail.com. Why has no one emailed us? I don't know. I'm a bit hurt. So please, if you're listening, if you've listened this far, email us. Give us some choices. Where are our fans? I mean, I know, like, our fan following is still growing, obviously. But we have, like, a couple of people that we know for sure. Yeah. We have at least two listeners. (laughs) We have at least two listeners who are related to us, by the way. And should be showing us some loyalty and sending us fan mail and movie suggestions so get on that people (laughs) that's all for repodcasting for today janet and i are going to talk a little bit about our movie challenge so if you're not interested in that feel free to call it quits (laughs) and if you are we're going to talk about some movies now some more movies yeah no stay for the movie challenge Okay, since since our last episode, I've seen Dear Frankie, which I did really like. I was not expecting to like it, and I did. Um, Because Gerard Butler blew you away, right? Well, I wouldn't say he blew me away, but I I was impressed. It was definitely the best acting I've ever seen from him. And I always like Emily Mortimer. She's really good. And then the little boy who played Frankie, I forget his name. He was good, too. He was really good. Um, I told you. I told you that that movie. Yeah, it was really sweet. And I even like how at the end, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> I even like how at the end they don't get together. It wasn't like, I just feel like so many movies, oh, you see the chemistry and of course they're going to get together at the end. And they didn't. And it was just a story and it was the slice of their life and it was really lovely. Um, okay, why did you 
just wreck that for anybody who wanted to watch the movie. I said spoiler alert! <laughs> Dear Frankie, uh, well, now that Lucia has wrecked the movie for anyone who wanted to watch that, but if you're interested in watching a movie that actually shows Gerard Butler proving that he has some acting skills, <laughs> it's an older movie. It's from 2005, I believe, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah, I also watched Okja, which uh, I think I'm going to get some hate for this because, I mean, from what I can tell, everybody loves it. I did not. I, I found that the tone was really strange. It was very uneven. It was goofy, broad comedy, but then very serious subject matter and like... I don't know. I just, there was something about it that was turning me off. And I kind of want to watch it again, just already knowing what the tone is ahead of time and see if that makes a difference for me. I might try it again. We'll see. But I don't know. My recommendation would be watch, well, and I've put this on your on your list, watch Snowpiercer mm-hmm. because it's actually by the same director. And then maybe that will give you some context in terms of his style, because he definitely has a very original way of filmmaking. And like, I would call it esoteric, for lack of a better word. So I would watch Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, I saw that a few years ago, and like, I had never seen any of his work before. It's Bong. Oh, I'm totally going to shred his name here. I think it's Bong Young Joon. Okay. Bong, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, Sorry, guy. I know who you are. Joon Ho Bong. No, that's not it. Joon Ho Bong? Sorry. Well, sorry. It, un, Apologies, because in- we're totally shredding this man's name right now. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut this out. But what it says on IMDb is Joon Ho Bong, and then in brackets, as Bong Joon Ho. So I guess in the movie Okja, it's listed, his name is written as Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, that's it. Bong Joon Ho. That's his name. Okay. Sorry, Bong Joon Ho. We just completely, like two dumb white people, we just completely shredded your name. Apologies to you. You're, you're welcome to come on uh, repodcasting as well. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, watch Snowpiercer and then maybe it'll just give you like some background into the style of directing but I loved Okja like I thought it was great and I loved Jake Gyllenhaal in it even though his character (laughs) is so bonkers and like very bonkers so over the top but I think that's the idea that movie is great like just for Tilda Swinton's teeth it's too much her teeth are out of control their own credit as far as I'm concerned. You should. Those I teeth agree. are amazing and like <laughs> I want her to have teeth like that in every single movie that she does. I haven't seen Tilda Swinton's entire body of work, but this was definitely the most broad I have ever seen her. It was so weird. I don't know. She's usually more subtle and <laughs> Yeah, but if you've seen her like in Grand Budapest like, she's really good at, at those character roles, I find. Yeah, I guess so. I don't yeah. know. I'm not fully um, convinced. Any other movies that you <laughs> yeah. watched? Yeah, one more. So, Me Before You, I also saw. I'm about I to... Didn't... Yeah, I didn't want to tell you until, the, until we recorded. So, okay. I'm about to bash this really hard. Will it offend you? <laughs> no, that's why I gave you the movie to watch. Oh, dear Lord. It's so ridiculous. Okay. Amelia Clark is very cute and very charming. Thank God, because otherwise, 
I couldn't watch this movie. The face acting on this woman was insane. When we were talking about the holiday, we kept talking about the face acting. This is to the 10th degree. I couldn't believe it. And she's not even the quadriplegic character who can only use their face. <laughs> she was crazy. It was so ridiculous. That movie is so offensive. Oh, it's brutal. On so, so brutal. Many levels. It's so unrealistic. When I initially saw that movie, it almost reminds me of The Holiday, watching The Holiday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're watching it and you're laughing at parts because you're like, I can't, like, you're almost incredulous. You're like, I can't believe that this is happening on screen. It's an unintentional comedy. But, yeah, yeah. like, that movie is offensive and to, yeah. Yeah. It's so politically incorrect. Oh, my God. It's so awful. And the amount of times that the guy orders the girl around, and I'm not even talking about in the work capacity because she does work for him. He orders her around in her life. It's appalling. And then after, okay, I'm going to spoil this one too, so feel free to hit the, like, fast forward button or whatever. After he decides life isn't worth living as a quadriplegic person and euthanizes himself. He then sends her a letter and they literally call it instructions. He sent her instructions. I was so disgusted. Yeah, it's really, there's a lot of stuff wrong with that movie. But it's based on a book, right? I know, I know. Yeah, and and the like author wrote the screenplay too. Yeah, it's a series of, I think there's three books Ugh. in the, It must be, because she had her hand in both of them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, here's my thing. Does Jojo Moyes know anything about quadriplegia or euthanasia? I mean, I, I certainly don't, but I'm also not writing shitty books and movies about it. Yeah, I don't know. The one thing that, that really I found especially strange, okay, was based on... Because the movie doesn't take place 30 or 40 years ago. Like, no! It takes place present day. And I feel that in our super heightened world where we're so sensitive, and we also... Um, you know, we have so much more knowledge now, and we're so conscious of our language and, and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. The way people treated him, because he's in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. The way people treat him in the movie, people would never do that in real life. Like, I have to agree. You know, people are giving him dirty looks all the time yes. and, and giving her dirty looks throughout the movie and acting as if it's like he's just this horrible inconvenience. And it's yeah. like people don't do that. We are living in such a, a sensitive world. I, I don't feel that people do that. This movie so. is from 2016. Like yeah, it's just I, two I, years yeah, old. I remember. I saw it a couple of years ago. I went to see it because someone that I worked with told me that it was such a good movie. No. Yes. And, you know, I, I knew going in that it was going to be like a chick flick, if that's what you want to sure. call it. So I knew going in that it was going to be like that, right? Yeah. And also, I am a fan of Amelia Clarks. I like her work. I love her on Game of Thrones. And I think she is a really good actress. Um, you can't tell from so, this movie. Well, you know what? She kind of, certain parts of the movie, she's very charming. She is you know, charming. She makes, she makes certain parts of it bearable. <laughs> and I also uh, wanted to see it because the guy that plays Neville Longbottom, in the Harry Potter 
Potter movies. Yeah. He's in it as well. Who is he? You, sorry? Who is he? He plays um, Amelia Clark's. Um, <gasps> no! The marathon runner, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's Neville Longbottom. That's Neville Longbottom. Amazing. Neville Longbottom grew up to be like, a total hottie. He did. Yeah. So, <laughs> was that the only movie that. That's that's it. That, those three. Yeah. And I watched this movie that Lucia gave me called Head. When I say that, like, I feel like I, I'm saying something dirty. Like, I'm not, <laughs> not going to lie. Okay. Like, every time I say that, I feel awkward, Head. Uh, but that's <laughs> the name of the movie. And the monkeys were in it. It's like from the 1960s or whatever. And it's yeah. like this really weird psychedelic movie that basically ended their career. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say is that Lucia, this is like a, a secret about Lucia that I am sharing with all of our listeners. Lucia loves movies that have factory fights. <laughs> Mass, massive brawls that take oh, no. place in factories because quite a few movies now that you've given me have factory fights. So, you know, this is the pattern that I'm this is something that I learned about myself through this movie challenge. I didn't realize that I love factory fights, but I guess I do. That's like the criteria for it to be a great movie for Lucia. There has to be a factory fight in the movie at yeah. some point. I'm going to make a letterboxed list of all the movies with factory fights. <laughs> um, oh, and just quickly, I don't know if any listeners do use letterboxed. Um, if you do follow me, I'm Lou Bell 80. L-U-B-E-L-8-0. Follow me and there you can see what movies I'm watching for Janet's picks. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I review everything, <laughs> good or bad. Nice. I, what is that? Letterbox? You're going to have to share that with me. Yeah, I, I really like it. It's um basically like a way to kind of archive um, your movie watching. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's it's kind of cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in detail. <laughs> for sure. Um, but so, hang on, you actually didn't say if you liked Head or if you didn't like it. Oh, wasn't it implied that I didn't like it? <laughs> I when guess I not. <laughs> when I was being sarcastic about the factory fight. Uh, the I, factory fight is like one minute of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I, it was too weird for me. Okay. I, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a weird movie. It's supposed to be weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm not enough of a monkeys fan to like be into it. I don't know that that's it because I've heard on a monkey's podcast that yes, I have listened to a monkey's podcast. Oh, wow. A lot of the people who uh, run that, well, maybe not a lot, but at least some of them really didn't like head because it's nothing like the monkeys TV show. It was really out of left field for them. It's what they wanted to do. But like you said, it kind of killed their monkey's career in a way. Yeah, it was not my jam at all. That's fair. It is weird. I, I get it's not for everybody. Yeah, but I I stuck through it. Thank you. <laughs> as much as I wanted to fast forward through it and just tell you that I had watched it, <laughs> I did not do that. Oh, no. Okay, I good. I that impulse, and I watched the whole thing. It was like an hour and a half, too, so. <laughs> That's short for a movie. <laughs> uh, it, no, it was about an hour and a half too long oh okay <laughs> <laughs> okay well next up um i'm going to be watching brooklyn and kill your darlings and i guess snowpiercer too yes watch snowpiercer yeah sure. and then up next for you janet i'm watching
watching youth. Uh, Michael Caine is in it. Rachel Weiss. I'm very excited for this one. Who else is in it? Oh, dear. I'm going to blank right now. Another older gentleman. Um, but it looks it looks good. It's been on my, my radar for a while, so I'm looking forward to watching it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, youth, youth, youth. Harvey Keitel. Okay, awesome. So again, on social media, we're repodcasting. Please email us, repodcasting at gmail.com. If you've stuck with us this long, thanks for listening. And thank you, Janet, for calling in as always. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.